to the Last Gen Podcast brought to you by Miracle Word Ministries. These episodes are specifically created with students in mind. More than ever before, we must know why we believe what we believe, build strong faith, and stay on fire for God. We know that Jesus is coming soon, and we're going to live like this is the last generation. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey everyone, this is Pastor Alex here, and today we're talking about five things that you should say every single day. Welcome to the Last Gen Podcast. If you're listening on audio, whether it's on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I want to welcome you and those who are watching on YouTube. I have a quick announcement, and I want to begin with this, and then we'll jump right into it. I have just announced on Instagram, and if you're not following us on Instagram, follow at Youth on Instagram. But we've just announced we're bringing back weekly Zoom calls and we're calling it Last Gen Foundations. Because so many people have DM'd me uh, on on Instagram, have texted in through the text uh, list saying, we want the Zoom calls back. Remember, we did uh, Friday morning Bible study about a year ago um, and so many people jumped on from around the world, really around the world and definitely around the country. Uh, hungry for the Word of God, hungry for uh, a move of the Spirit, and and we got on every single Friday morning, early in the morning, um, and people really loved that. We we saw genuine healings of major diseases, and it was so powerful. Um, so we're bringing back weekly Zoom calls, and we're calling it Last Gen Foundations. So this is every single Saturday, every single Saturday at eight o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, New York City Time. Um, I'll be on Zoom with you. I want to teach the Word. I want to teach basic Bible doctrines. Not not boring, but basic Bible doctrines. It's, it's going to be powerful. I promise you that. Um, and then we're going to see these things work in our lives. When I teach on healing, when I preach on healing, I expect healing to happen. Um, as I said before and as we saw before, healing will happen. Um, we're going to see miracles. So I want you to jump on. Take this summer to get strong in your faith. Don't let this summer be one that you just kind of slip into cruise control and fall back, and then in the, in the fall you'll get serious with God. Take this summer and actually get more on fire for God than you ever have in your life. I promise you, God will reward you for your hunger. So to register, because you have to register, go to mwcregister.com, mwcregister.com. Dot com, fill out the information, and that's how we get you the Zoom link um, and all the information regarding that. And you have to register, mwcregister.com. I've already seen a lot of people register. This is going to be awesome. I'll see you this Saturday. It's reoccurring every Saturday. So today we're talking about five things that you should say every single day. Last week, we talked about the power of confession. We talked about the power that your words have to create your future and create the life that you will have. The power of life and death, the Bible says, is in the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruits. So you will have what you say, and that means you have to be careful about what you say. So we're talking about five things that you should say every single day, and if you have to say it into a mirror, say it into a mirror. You have to say it out loud. Don't just mumble it in your heart. Or, you know, say it as like a vain, repetitious thing. Say it with conviction. Say it like, like you're declaring what the Bible says about you because you are. Say these five things every single day. And I promise you, if you say this, 
it will be near impossible to backslide or get cold or get lukewarm in your faith. I promise you, these five things that you declare with your mouth, with these scriptures that back it up, will reinvigorate every single day the fire that you have on the inside of you. Paul told Timothy, fan into flames the gift of God that came on the inside of you through the laying on of my hands. So, so many people will catch on fire. I see it youth camps. People will catch on fire during the summer. And they think that because God started the fire, it's his responsibility to keep it up. Because God started the fire, it's his responsibility to keep it burning, to keep it hot. When in reality, it's not. Paul told Timothy, you fan into flames the gift of God. You stir up the gift. It's your job to keep the fire burning. And this is why people get, get burnt out so often. They think God's going to do it for them. No, it's your daily habits and your daily practices that are going to keep you in a place of being on fire. Um, and so we're going to get to number one. And once you, I'll just give like a, a disclaimer before I, before I get into number one. Once you start saying these things out loud, it will definitely make religious people mad and make unbelievers mad. These confessions from the Bible are not popular uh, in the world. Definitely not popular. If you listen to any person for a short amount of time, all you'll hear is complaining. You'll hear uh, just, just unbelief. Uh, you'll hear nasty things come out of their mouth. Just complaining about, oh, it's Monday. It's Monday again. It's like, who... You know, my back hurts, my feet hurt, I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired. You know, it becomes such a habit that people just say I'm tired without even being tired. They just complete a normal work day and they're like, I'm tired, I'm tired. How? Are, why are you tired? Does the Bible say, and the righteous shall say, I am tired? No. Let the redeemed of the Lord say, I'm tired. No. Let the redeemed of the Lord say, oh, it's Monday. No. So we're going to say what the Bible says, and it will tick off religious people, but, you know, I'd rather tick off religious people and be on fire than be buddy-buddy with, with dead, dry Christians and uh, not have the fire of God. Number one, I am not far from God. We are best friends. Every day you should say, I am not far from God. We are best friends. You hear people say this all the time, Christians. And if you're in, in full-time ministry, you'll hear people come up to you and say, you know, I have a prayer request, brother. I just feel far from God. I feel like we're not close right now. He's not close to me. I just can't hear him. Uh, we're just like, I'm just far from him. I just feel like a distance in the spirit. If you've been saying that or if you've, had, if, if you've said that in the past, I want you to stop saying that. Stop saying that. This is so anti-scriptural, so unbiblical. I want you to hear what the Bible actually says. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 13. So instead of saying, I feel far from God, say this, I'm not far from God. We're best friends. Imagine if you had a, you know, a, a wife. Many of you don't because you're young people, but imagine you did. You had a wife. You, you literally lived with her. She lived in your same house. And you all passed by each other every day. And you all ate dinner every day, and y'all talked every day. You, you guys are best friends. Your, your husband and wife knit together, just like the Bible says, two become one. 
Imagine saying to her, honey, I just feel far from you right now. Like sitting across the, I just feel so far from you right now. I feel like there's such a distance right now. Like your wife would probably look at you like, what are you talking about? We're like, we live together. And if you feel far from me, that's a, that's a misunderstanding on your part. I just feel like I, we're not in the same room right now. I don't feel it. I don't, who cares if you feel it? This is what the Bible says. Ephesians chapter, we'll start in verse 12 and then read through verse 14 because it's so powerful. Remember, this is Paul writing to the Ephesian church. Remember that you were all at one time separated from Christ, alienated from the covenant of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. You once were. You once were far from God, he's saying. But now in Christ, this is what the Bible says, now in Christ, verse 13, Jesus, you who were once far off, now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Yeah, Paul's saying, yeah, you were once far off. You were once alienated from God, not close to him. But now you've been brought near, literally near. And listen to this. For he himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down the flesh, the dividing wall of hostility. He's literally made us one, just like husband and wife, two become one. One. So don't say, God, I just feel so far from you right now. No, I don't feel far from God. And if I do, I'm not even going to say it. If I do feel like I'm not hearing God or connected, just start thanking him. Father, thank you that you've made us one. Thank you that I'm close to you, that we're best friends. Number one, I am not far from God. We are best friends. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 13. Number two, this will really tick off religious people. Number two, say this every day. I have been made perfect. I have been made perfect. How many times in church do you hear the phrase, how many know nobody's perfect? Lift your hands if you're not perfect. Lift one if you're not perfect. Lift two. Lift your feet if you're not perfect. Everyone's just like, I'm not perfect. Stop saying that. (laughs) How many know nobody's perfect? Only Jesus was perfect. Well, I get it in one sense what they're saying, meaning without sin. You know, even John tells us, if you've claimed that you've never sinned, you're a liar. But that's not what I'm claiming when I say I've been made perfect. When I say I have been made perfect, I'm acknowledging I once was not perfect. I once was a sinner. But when I was saved, I've been made perfect. What does perfect mean? Totally right. Totally perfect. Totally perfect. Not not. I've been a little bit perfected. No, totally perfected. This is what the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 14. For by a single offering, he has perfected for all time those who are being sanctified. That's Christians. Paul's saying, or the writer of Hebrews is saying, that through a single offering, Jesus, he has perfected, made perfect, those who are being sanctified. That's us. So say it every day. Don't say, I'm a sinner. How many know we're sinners? No. Say, thank you, Lord, that I'm perfect. Thank you, Lord, that I'm in right standing with you. That when you see me, you don't see a dirty, rotten sinner. You see Jesus. When you see me, you see one, someone that's one with Christ. When you see me, you see a totally righteous man or woman. I, and you feel the anointing on that already. 
God has made me perfect. Yeah, but I sinned yesterday. Have you repented? Yes. God has made me perfect. Man, I feel that in my spirit. Number three, say this every day. If you have to look in the mirror, say this with a boldness. I am anointed. I am anointed. If we go to uh, Luke chapter 4, we see that Jesus says this himself. And you see Luke chapter 4, he goes into the wilderness, fasts and prays, comes back into the temple after being filled with the Holy Spirit, and Jesus gets up to read uh, the scriptures in the uh, temple. And he chooses a scripture. The Bible says he chooses this scripture to read. And in doing so, he proclaims it of himself. He says this. He, he quotes Isaiah chapter uh, 61. He says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor, set me to proclaim liberty to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, set at liberty those who are oppressed, and proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. He's saying, I am anointed. And you say, well, well, Jesus could say that. You know, I don't, not everything that Jesus said about himself, you can say. No, that's not true. Because if I've been made one with Christ, if I'm seated with Christ, if Christ is in me and I'm in Christ, then we're one. So I'm not, I'm not identifying with my flesh. I'm identifying with the spirit. What Jesus said about me, what Jesus said about himself. I am anointed. And not with a lesser spirit. The Bible says in Romans 8.11, if you, having the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, if the same spirit dwells in you, he shall quicken your mortal body. So God didn't anoint Jesus with the Holy Spirit and you with Holy Spirit Jr. You're anointed with the same exact spirit. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. The same spirit that allowed him to do miracles. The same spirit that you see him talking about today in this scripture is on you, is in you. I am anointed. And not only anointed, but if you want to add this on, I am anointed to do the same things that Jesus did. John 14, 12, Jesus tells his disciples, the works that you see me do, you shall do also, and even greater works than this, because I'm going to be with my father in heaven. The same works and greater. How powerful is that? So don't ever pray, God, just anoint me. Just anoint me right now. If you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, if you've been saved, filled with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, you are anointed. You have the anointing, which is the Holy Spirit. Number four, say this every day. This is kind of a three-part. I have a spirit of faith. I have a spirit of joy. I have a spirit of peace. My pastor, Pastor Ted Shuttlesworth Jr., uh, just preached on this uh, this Sunday. He said, if the devil ever tries to uh, tell you, you know, like you're finished, tell you that you're not, you're not going to make it, tell you that, you know, there's a depression coming on you, th these things are going to overtake you, you're going to die of sickness, if the devil ever tries to do that, he says, I stand up and out loud, I say, I have a spirit of faith, I have a spirit of joy, and I have a spirit of peace. Spirit of faith, let's go to that. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 13. Paul said, 
we having the same spirit of faith, the same spirit of faith as it is written, I believe and therefore I speak. We have the same spirit of faith. I don't have a spirit of unbelief. I don't have a spirit of doubt. I have a spirit of faith, a spirit of joy. Jesus said, my joy I leave with you, such as the world can't give and the world can't take it away. Joy unspeakable and full of glory. I have a spirit of peace. Jesus is our peace. He's the Prince of Peace. The Holy Spirit gives us peace. So say that every day. I have a spirit of faith. I have a spirit of joy. I have a spirit of peace. And finally, number five, say this every day. Number five, I am a giver. I am a giver. Notice, I'm not saying I sometimes give or I give a lot. It's not something that I do. It's someone that I am. When you realize that all of these things that the Bible says you are is not based on your actions, but it's based on your identity, you realize the actions are the easiest part. It's not hard to uh, roar ferociously as a lion. He does it because that's who he is. It's not hard to paint if you're a painter. He does it because it's who he is. In the same way, it's not hard to live holy for a Christian. You do it because it's who you are. It's not something that you do. It's who you are. So 2 Corinthians chapter 9, one of my favorite passages on giving. So powerful. Paul says this thing here that just gets me excited. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 before promising all these great promises about God will make all grace abound to you so that having um, all sufficiency in all things, you'll abound in every good work. Before he promises that, he says this. The Bible says, God gives seed. So, so this is Second uh, Corinthians 9, we'll, we'll start in verse 10. He who supplies seed to the sower... And bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way, which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. Notice what he says. This isn't just for everyone. He says, he who supplies seed to the, what? Sower. A sower. You have to be a sower to qualify for this. And how does God know? Well, it's through your actions. I am a giver. I am a sower. So every day, say these things. Because you'll start to see, once you start saying them out loud, you know, people might think you're crazy for talking to yourself. It doesn't matter. Say what God said and watch what happens. But you'll, you'll find out very quickly that once you say out loud who you are, you'll start to see the fruit of it in your life. It's very hard, just like, it, just like it's very hard for a, a former addict to get free if they keep saying, I'm an addict, I'm addicted to cigarettes, even if they're not, even if they've gotten clean or whatever. For an alcoholic, got, been clean for a year, if they start saying every day, like they teach you in AA meetings, not that I've personally been to one, but I've, I've heard through the grapevine, uh, they, teach you every, they teach you this, every day you should say, I'm an alcoholic, or I'm a recovering addict, it's very hard for those people to get free or stay free. 
If you're saying every day, I'm an alcoholic, I'm an alcoholic, I'm an alcoholic, what do alcoholics do? They drink. Instead of doing that, just like it's so easy for that person to fall back into bondage, it's so easy to do the actions of scripture when you, ident- when you link it with an identity. It's easy to pray when you start saying, I'm not far from God, we're best friends. Because what do you do with your best friend? You talk to them every day. It's not hard to not sin if you say every day, I've been made perfect, I'm not a sinner. It's not hard to, to feel anointed when you keep saying, I have been anointed, I'm anointed. It's not hard to have a spirit of peace, faith, joy, when you start saying it, I have a spirit of faith, I have a spirit of joy, I have a spirit of peace. And it's not hard to give when you yourself say every day, I am a giver. Remember, life and death is in the tongue, is in the power of the tongue, and you will have what you say. So every day, say these five things to yourself out loud, and I promise you, you'll see the turnaround in your life. Thank you so much. Like I said before, Sign up for Last Gen Foundations. If you're nervous about being on a Zoom call, don't worry. I'm not going to call on everyone and have you speak or anything. At least be on. If you, if you don't want to turn your camera on, that's fine. But at least be on. Hear the teaching. Receive the prayer. Be there for the giveaways. It'll be a fun time. So that's if you go to mwcregister.com, and you have to register before this Saturday, um, to be on because that's how we send you the information. I love you. Thanks so much for watching. I'll see you next week. Thank you.